0: Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam. We've got a fabulous show today. I'm going to be talking about light sensitivity, what it is, what to do about it. Also, a little bit on glaucoma and myopia. And then I'm going to be speaking about how to get rid of blocked oil glands in the lids. And then I'm going to be talking about macular edema. And finally, I'm going to talk about corneal health. So stay tuned. We've got a great show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to iClarity Podcast. It's great to be here today, and uh, we've got some wonderful questions, so I think uh, I should just jump in. So let's go. This first question is from Ellen, and Ellen is a naturopath. She has been reading my newsletter and listening to my videos for some time. And she's wondering about uh, thoughts, my thoughts, on extreme photosensitivity. Well, I call this light sensitivity. Uh, This occurs when our eyes become overly sensitive to light. You know, like when you go from indoors to outdoors and you go, whoa, this is just too bright for me. And some of the symptoms can be things like actually tearing, watering eyes, just overall eye discomfort. In some cases, you can even have eye pain. Uh, Certainly, uh, I've seen people with difficulty seeing at night, so reflections off headlights. So for, for me, what I think is that with light sensitivity, it can be its own universe, its own eye problem, or it can be a symptom of conditions such as stress, Uh, neurological imbalances, reactions to drugs, and probably the most common relationship is migraine headaches. So in sensitivity to light, what this means is that the the neuropathways in the retina are imbalanced. You know, the retina is made up of a sea of uh, photoreceptors. In some places I've seen somewhere between 120 and 130 million photoreceptors live in our retina. And migraine headaches actually make up the bulk reason why people get um, light sensitivity. Some other reasons would be eye spasms. Uh, Lately, I've been seeing more people where their eyelids are actually, you know, spasming out. And uh, so there's definitely a, a stress component to it all. Some of the research says that the trigger point could be underlying inflammation in the retina. It could also be, you know, an inhibition of the microcapillary circulation in the retina. And other contributors could be uh, problems with the cornea, especially if you suffer, you know, conditions like dry eye syndrome or just, you know, corneal imbalances, any inflammatory Situations going on in the cornea like keratitis, um, the iris, if there's any issues there. So an inflammation, uh, things like uveitis, uh, autoimmune disease like that. And if you have a a pupillary response that's irregular. What I see a lot of times is that people have what we call an alpha omega pupil, which means that uh, they're under constant chronic stress. And this means that the sympathetic nervous system is overworking, they're in a fight-flight-freeze response. And when that happens, the pupil tends to stay more in a dilated state, so it doesn't constrict. And if we're in an in a environment where the pupil stays dilated, especially when it's supposed to constrict in bright light, uh, this can lead to light sensitivity, and it's traced to the fact that our sympathetic nervous system is overworking. And we can also see a narrowing of our peripheral vision or our visual fields, uh, among other things. So I would say that the, the top three reasons for light sensitivity, aside from migraine headaches, would be trauma, and it could be eye trauma, but it could also be emotional or psychological trauma, inflammation, and stress. So one of the things I counsel my patients about is nutrient deficiencies, and this would be in beta-carotene or vitamin A, and then lutein, zeaxanthin, and astaxanthin. These are the famous carotenoids that are really important for uh, retinal health, specifically macular health, uh, but really important for uh, retinal, retinal health. Also looking at thyroid uh imbalances, and I spoke about adrenal imbalances, things like Lyme's disease, and you know, you probably want to rule out things like. Pituitary gland tumors. If it's a chronic uh, light sensitivity issue and you're not getting anywhere with some of the, uh, you know, some of the treatments that are being offered, I also think dry eye syndrome, computer eye strain, uh, traumatic brain injury, autoimmune diseases like Sjogren's disease, um, and any inflammatory diseases in the eye. I would also add drugs. I have found that if a person is taking things like acne medication, diuretics, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, antihistamines, and even antibiotics. Uh, These things can create a light sensitivity problem. So, you know, uh, you want to do a a real detailed history on what pharmaceutical drugs you may be taking. So very simply, if you're suffering light sensitivity, you want to wear protective eyewear that has UVA, UVB lenses So that's blocking the UV light. Uh, if you're doing any digital time, I would definitely get the darker amber lenses. Uh, if you're driving at night and that seems to be an issue, you could get anti-reflective coating on your lenses. And in terms of nutrients, you need to really boost your carotenoids—lutein, zeaxanthin, and astaxanthin. I really love bilberry. Bilberry is a great herbal formula that can actually improve retinal circulation. Uh, vitamin A is is also another one and of course, the omega-3 uh, fatty acids really important for retinal health. And then another one that I've been speaking a lot about is um, saffron. And some of the research out there is really pointing to how saffron can improve our eye health. Now, the two eye exercises that I love to do; these are on my website: uh, N palm hum. And the eye massage, and you can do that with any of the eye drops you can get. Uh, I also like uh, color therapy, especially the blue color, blue-green and blue color. Um, I just did a posting on Facebook on color therapy, and I'm going to go into more details about it. But three to five minutes of the blue-green every day can sometimes reduce some of the color. Uh, The um, color therapy can reduce some of the light sensitivity. And then I love things like acupuncture and craniosacral therapy. I think they can be awesome. So it definitely takes detective work in solving the light sensitivity problem. And Ellen, I hope that this has been helpful at some level. Thank you so much for the question. All right, next question. This is from Serena, and she is using MSM powder. And she wants to know if she can get benefits with eye health Using MSM powder, so that's the first part of her question. So let me address that first. Well, you know I've talked a lot about MSM, especially in the context of eye drops. MSM is a sulfur-based ingredient, the third leading trace mineral in the body. Uh, it has many benefits, including detox, improving the detoxification pathways. Um, it also can help improve glutathione production and absorption. Uh, MSM is also great for reducing inflammation. And taking MSM internally definitely can have a a nice effect on eye health. You know, as one of my taglines is that anything that goes on in the eyes goes on in the body. And in fact, if you have inflammatory disease in the body, uh, a lot of times if you can heal that or neutralize inflammation in the body, it actually can improve eye health. So the second question is, your mom is suffering glaucoma, and you're wondering if this MSM powder could benefit her. And what I would say is that indirectly, MSM powder is is great to add as a, an adjunct. But if you're really going to treat glaucoma from a holistic point of view, there are three main areas that I look at. Uh, the first is uh, improving the circulation. And we know that glaucoma is a vascular disease in the eye, and... Uh, uh, basically, if you want to improve the circulation, doing things like craniosacral therapy, acupuncture, uh, improving the liver circulation, and I'm talking about from an Eastern medicine point of view because the liver rules the eyes in, in uh, traditional Chinese medicine. I like ginkgo. That's a really nice supplement to improve the circulation. Uh, for optic nerve health, which is the second p- component of treating glaucoma, um, I would add things like taurine, uh. Um, grapeseed extract. Obviously, omega 3 fish oil is really important. Your fats and oils are so important for protecting op- um, optic nerve health. And then, uh, coleus is an herbal uh, remedy that, in some preliminary studies, could be very supportive for optic nerve health. Uh, I would also add grapeseed extract, that's another one. And, uh, you know, again, Uh, the fats and oils. I think I talked about that. And then the third component in glaucoma is how to reduce the eye pressure. And I would include all of the above. I would probably add alpha-lipoic acid and vitamin C as also additions to reducing eye pressure. Okay. The last question you're asking is on vision improvement. And what you're saying, Serena, is that I'm far and nearsighted in the right eye and nearsighted in the left eye. Well, MSM powder is not going to address this functional problem of the nearsighted, farsighted condition. Uh, First of all, what I would start doing is my eye exercise program for nearsightedness. I would just start there and do the 90-day program because nearsightedness is a condition that is um, based on how our eyes and brain are working together. And the reason why we develop a certain prescription is based on an, an adaptive response uh, to stress. And in nearsightedness, we're pulling in the world. and farsightedness, we're pushing away the world. And then we get lenses to fix the reactions that we're doing on a visual-spatial level. And it embeds the, uh, the problems with that. So my advice would be the best way to kind of change this is through the eye exercises, retraining, reprogramming. And in doing that, uh, what, what's going to happen here is that you're going to, um, you're going to find that over time, your eyes are going to start getting better, and then you can start reducing your prescriptions. So, my dear, I hope that that's helpful. I uh, really appreciate the question. All right, this next question is from a 57-year-old who's complaining of blocked oil glands in the eyes. Feels like there's sand in them, wondering what eye drops to use. Well, I think you need to do more than eye drops, although um, I think the key to consider here is that, number one, is there an inflammatory response going on in the eyes? Number two, is there an inflammatory response going on in the body? And number three, what are your stress levels like both in your eyes and in your body? If you start getting this kind of blocked oil glands, um, the first thing that I would recommend is doing the Eyebrite compress. Now, Eye Bright is an herbal remedy. I would buy it as a tea, a loose-leaf tea, and I would get it as locally sourced as you can from an herbalist, if you can. And in doing that, um, I think that uh, you brew up the tea for about, uh, let it boil for about five, six minutes, and let it settle for about 10 minutes. And then you strain it out, so you have this really great liquid Eyebrite. Uh, you, you strain it into a glass uh, jar. And then you can alternate doing hot compresses and cold compresses using the bright uh, uh, that you've uh, made up. Eyebrite has been shown to have anti-inflammatory properties, um... And you can also do some massaging with the compress, and this would be more in the, the hot compress area to dilate the blocked glands. You can also do some massage with it. Uh, so this would be kind of my approach in uh, seeing if you could reduce the blocked oil glands. Obviously, heat is very important in this um, equation because heat is going to dilate where the blockages is, and then you can start Uh, massaging it. And as you start getting the glands moving again, uh, this would be a great way to do it. In terms of the eye drops, uh, you know, out there, probably right now, the eye drops that you can get would be either similiacin or optique. These are two homeopathic eye drops. Uh, I like to use them both in my eye massage and eye bath uh, formulas. Uh, So you could use them several times a day, four to eight times a day using those eye drops. Um, I also think that any kind of eye exercises, like the eye stretch, the animal eye chart, um, the end palm hum, um, anything that you can do to improve the eye lymph in that area through massage and relaxation would be very helpful. I would also consider craniosacral therapy. I think that's a great modality. Um, And I know when I do cranial work on people, and they either have dry eye syndrome or they've got blocked tear ducts. Increasing the lymph, both in the eye and in the body, is very helpful. Um, You can get some things like acupuncture. And then consider on, if you do have an inflammatory issue in your body, what are ways that you can reduce inflammation, whether it's increasing probiotics, increasing um, fats and oils, eating more of a plant-based diet, you know these are all strategies that uh you know go into your lifestyle and diet and and so it's it's something that you can address locally with these compresses and massages using more of the herbal remedies and then looking at it more uh, on a macro level where you're you're improving your overall health and wellness so i hope that's helpful um thank you so much for the question all righty next question uh this is um This is a very interesting question. This is from Jewel, and she... um, She accidentally instilled a drop of alkalizer in her right eye, and after an emergency visit, visit to her eye surgeon, he found swelling behind the right eye and sent her to a retinal specialist, And after extensive testing, he diagnosed her with cystoid, macular edema, and a lot of inflammation. Started using uh, steroid drops and other medications. Uh, Now the vision is greatly diminished. She doesn't want to have any eye injections. Please advise. All right, so the macula makes up less than 1% of the real estate of the retina. And yet it's very important for our overall ability to see clearly. And it's a very vulnerable area because it relies on its blood supply indirectly. And it's very vulnerable, uh, especially to things like toxicity, inflammation, and trauma. And if somebody is suffering macular edema, the first thing that I think about is what's going on on the blood sugar level. So what's happening either in um, whether this is diabetes or pre-diabetes uh, I think that that would be one place that I would explore, because if your blood sugar level is a lot of up and down, it can weaken some of the microcapillaries in the macula. And when those, macula, when those macular microcapillaries get um, weakened, this is where new blood vessels begin to form, and this is where the fluid begins to form behind the macula. And this creates oxidative stress. Uh, can be coupled with inflammation. Uh, so that would be one thing that I would look at, the, the blood sugar levels. Number two, I have found a correlation between macular edema and being exposed to mold. Now, you need to go to a functional medicine doctor to have this diagnosed. But mold can uh, cause some of this macular edema to show up. I've seen the relationship. Number three, how much dairy are you eating? So if you go completely off gluten, dairy, and sugar, especially the dairy, I've had patients where their wet macular degeneration actually goes away. Next, I would look at how much exposure you've had to pesticides and um, what your toxicity levels are, especially on a heavy metal level. Um, Again, if you can detox those out of the body, then you have a very good chance of improving your eye circulation, including your macular health. I would look at your dental history. Did you have root canals? Do you have a lot of mercury amalgams? This is another connection. And then finally, I would look at head trauma. If you've had head trauma, uh, this would be another causative factor. If inflammation is there somewhere in your body, it's very important that you work with a functional medicine doctor in um, boosting your microbiome. So this is where you want to increase your probiotics and prebiotic fiber, uh, increase your fats and oils. Uh, you want to make sure you're reducing your inflammatory response in your body because it's going to have a high effect, strong effect on your retinal health, specifically the macula. Now, in terms of some of the eye nutrients that I recommend, carotenoids, lutein, zeaxanthin, astaxanthin, Bilberry, uh, transresveratrol. Resveratrol is something that's it's a fabulous um, nutrient for your retinal health. Curcumin is another one that's very good, reducing inflammation, great for eye health. Glutathione and the MSM capsules. So MSM capsules could be a way to reduce inflammation on a systemic level. And finally, taurine, the amino acid taurine. Uh, If you're using digital devices, make sure you're using blue blockers all the time. And if you're outside, protect your eyes against the sun using UVA and UVB uh, protection. But at the same time, make sure you're getting at least 30 minutes of natural sunlight every day. Acupuncture, craniosacral therapy are also on my list. So those would be some initial thoughts, Jewel. Um, I know it's a bummer to have to use steroid. Uh, drugs, and or, or always getting injections. Those are uh, symptom approaches at best. And so here's some strategies for you that you can, uh, you can try. So thank you so much for the question. Alrighty, uh, My last question of today is from Jacob, and he writes, Dear Dr. Byrne, I love how you educate us on our eye health. I'm a fan and a student but I'm struggling with an eye issue of corneal uh, erosion. Is there something I can do?" Well, the cornea is our most primary window of the eye, and it's comprised of uh, collagen material, and it also is made up of a lot of tiny blood vessels, well, not blood vessels, I was going to say tiny nerve endings, uh, but the blood vessels that surround the cornea The cornea is one of those structures that relies on its nutrient absorption indirectly. And if we have an imbalance either in the production of tears or the fact that our tears evaporate very quickly, this is gonna go a long way at interrupting the collagen health in the cornea. Now, I don't know whether there's keratoconus in this or Fuchs dystrophy, you know, if there's a corneal, an underlying corneal disease going on, we don't know this, Jacob, but You've got to think um, about collagen health, that's number one, both on a systemic level and um, an eye level. So if you can start taking MSM, um, at least through the capsules or powder, and then if you can get MSM eye drops, that would be fabulous. Uh, if you cannot get those, at least I would be using similiacin eye drops and or optique eye drops. I would also be doing the EyeBright compress. Uh, once or twice a day, and I would really start lubricating the uh, cornea of the eye. One of the other things that you could try would be actually if you can get hexane-free organic castor oil eye drops. they Actually, they make those. That can be very soothing as well, but I would just use a little bit because when you instill the castor oil eye drop, it can actually create a little temporary blurred vision, so you have to see how much you want to tolerate that. Sometimes what I do with that castor oil is I'll just put a tiny drop in the corner and I'll spread it along the eyelashes while the eyes are closed, and then it gets into the cornea that way at a much slower pace. But I think that the other key factor in this is your visual stress. You know, Are your two eyes working together? Uh, What's going on in terms of your digital time? I would start in on my eye exercise program, the one for... Um, I would probably do the one for corneal health or keratoconus. Um, I feel that the eye exercises will do a couple things. Reduce your eye stress, improve your eye lymph and eye circulation, and that could go a long way for improving the circulation towards the cornea. I can't tell you how much eye stress affects the health of the cornea. Blue blocking glasses if you're using a lot of digital. Um, And, um, you know, adding some things like um, glutathione, glutathione. The B-complex vitamins are really important for corneal health. Lutein, zeaxanthin, astaxanthin, vitamin A, uh, vitamin C, um, bilberry. So these are all things that, you know, would improve the nutrient support in the eye. And I want you to think about uh, reducing inflammation, like all the ways that you can reduce inflammation. And i got to tell you, I just had a patient who was suffering very severe uh, dry eye and corneal issues. And we did some of the um, similiacin eye drops to the eye bath a few times during the during my session with her. And we did craniosacral therapy. And I, I, Jacob, she walked out of the office, she said, my eyes feel like 80% better. So just by reducing the stress and improving the lymph function, it went a long way in terms of reclaiming and reconnecting the um, the eyes to, you know, its moisturization and its lymph, uh, lymph health. So I hope that's helpful. There's certainly a lot of resources on my website and through, you know, my postings uh, to check out. So thank you so much for the question. Well, everybody, that's our show for today. I want to thank you for joining me. And until next time, take good care. You are listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademark signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.